Blog Talk Radio. Do you believe that America has become too politically correct? Von Wehunt speaks truth to power. Do you see the coming of our political and economic demise? Von Wehunt speaks bluntly about the need to correct America's course quickly. And now, broadcasting from the Eagle's Nest, a man who makes no excuses for putting America first. Here's your host, Von Wehunt the Barbarian. America, we meet again on a dark night, Thursday night, the night of Thor, the Germanic god of thunder and lightning. It's a stormy night somewhere in America tonight. Studio is darkly lit. Some torches are up, battle flags. We're ready for a big show. And we're against the tyranny of the Biden regime. Tonight's episode, or I should say our epic episode, 119, with the theme tonight, we need F-15 jets. They start date September the 8th, 2022 AD. Many people say that the real insurrection was the election of 2020. How about those apples? Well, America, we have a lot to talk about tonight. We are always a world of war. General Von Wehunt is here. Now, note the Second Amendment is there to ensure people can defend themselves against any kind of government or federal tyranny. And the good book says to keep your spirits up in our time of war, that all the forces of darkness cannot stop, God has ordained, Isaiah 14, 27. Now, I don't claim to be a holy roller, but I know something about the Almighty. Now, you'll hear many talk shows where they'll, drape themselves in the Bible. They'll swear on a stack of Bibles and all that. That's not my style. Now, I do get why some talk show hosts are always quoting. I quote things if it makes sense, if it fits into my show. But uh, we definitely believe in a higher power. There has to be one other than this world, wouldn't you say? Well, bad news from our friends in the U.K. tonight. The Queen is dead. And we, our deepest condolences, go out to our friends and listeners in the United Kingdom, where 2% of our show is listened to from that great audience. We'll talk more about the Queen tonight. Big, big news across the world. 
I now welcome all deplorables across America. I welcome the extreme MAGA forces, as Joe Biden has talked about. I welcome the large basket of deplorables that Hillary talked about all throughout the nation in the Fruited Plain. Welcome to all of you. We love you all. You are my dramatic wolves in the countryside. Yes, I know. In the towns, in the cities, from the country, and from the gridirons of real America. And just like Mar-a-Lago, Trump's Florida resort, our studio deep in the Arizona mountains can be raided at any moment by the Biden government goon squad or corrupt FBI or other government rogue Stasi forces. We are always on the lookout. It would not surprise me in the least if we get raided one day while on the air as they desperately try to suppress us and our very powerful message to the nation and to the world. My militia surrounds the underground studio tonight. They have their machine guns. They have their orders. As we await any kind of a government goon raid, we are ready for anything in America and around the world. Now, as I said, the Queen is dead. We are armed and ready in this country. The people of Great Britain poured out to pay their respects to the longest-running monarch, I believe, in all of history, Queen of England, Queen Elizabeth, on many coinage. Many people don't know a lot of things about the royals across the pond, as they say, and the United Kingdom. We have many, many listeners who love the show, who write me during the week, etc. They're very curious about America. You'd be surprised at how deeply Queen Elizabeth, who I have read upon way before her death, she was very interested in American politics. She met 14 of the last of our um, U.S. presidents. She never met LBJ, but she met the rest since the 50s, pretty much. What a gal. What a queen at age 25 bestowed upon the throne. Now, I'm not going to go with popular opinion. On my show, you get a very unique point of view. That's why you tune in. I don't mirror parrot what you've heard all over the news. I'll first gloss over her, as other news shows have, other radio shows. The Queen of England is one of, in the monarchy, and no one's saying this but me on my show. You can take that to the bank. 
the Queen of England and the royal family of Great Britain and the several nations of their Commonwealth is the best export they have right now to the rest of the world. You heard me. The monarchy is the best export that Britain can send out there. The money that pours into the U.K. from tourism, people going castling, people wanting to see Buckingham Palace, people wanting to see the, uh, the changing of the guard, London Town, the Times River, the Tower of London where they used to torture people, maybe rightfully so, all the castles of England, that's on my bucket list to go to uh, Stonehenge someday in the castles of the UK. I have flown into London before, but I flew right out because I was on a mission from God. And years ago, I went with a friend to Eastern Europe, James Bond style. James Bond is always in Eastern Europe. <laughs> so we skipped over the Western part, went right into the heart of it. I'd have it no other way. We flew into Prague, saw Munich, Germany, went to Hungary, Budapest, Croatia, took the Ural down to Croatia, beautiful country. That was pre-COVID America and pre-COVID Europe. But getting back to the queen, she um, is one of their better analysts, and she gave great advice about foreign policy. She knew the world intimately well, knew many leaders on a first-name basis, dined and consorted with many world leaders and kings and shahs, presidents and premiers, El Presidentes of the Banana Republics even. She met everybody. She met all the power players of the world, knew all the secret societies, knew all the secret handshakes, all the secret doors of foreign policy as well. And where there are doors, you will find vaults of money, lots and lots of money. Well, the queen is one of the richest people in the world. Her fortune will go down to her family, of course. The royal families had all kinds of scandals the last 10, 20 years. And in America, they do matter. Though we fought a war to get away from the monarchy, they matter in the sense of the tranquility and, and how their government is stable. She had a stable hand, if you will, in the affairs. And she was smart not to take sides politically in the UK. And that is why she's so beloved. Because she never came out publicly for or against any political issue. And I would have advised her the same. Keep mum about that, Mrs. Queen. You don't want to go there. Because the minute you say one thing, you're going to piss off half the island. They're going to hate you. Because people take politics, well, as they should, seriously. But some get psychopathic about it. You know what I mean? The monarchy is the best export of the UK. What else do they produce? You tell me that gets more notoriety, more international press, 
and they hold sway over presidents and kings, sultans and sheiks, shahs, oil money, all kinds of chicanery in the world, possibly can be linked to the royal family, good and bad. Britain is really in a mess. Europe is going to have a very cold winter this year. Putin is turning off the spigot. No natural gas for you. No warmth for you. They're already panicking on the continent of Europe. Everyone's gathering firewood. They're now prepping like America. Our patriot brothers and sisters in the UK and Europe are prepping. Finally, it's dawned on them. And the queen dying, really, is the end of a big chapter in United Kingdom history. And it will affect America. It can affect us. So don't think it's just some, some pomp and ceremony across the pond. This is, real, this is real, real business here. This is really big, big stuff. Things that you may not see, touch, or feel um, can affect America, even though we've had a violent relationship and I mean that, a violent relationship with Great Britain. It wasn't that long ago, a couple of centuries and a half, we fought for independence. On the last show, we brought out the War of 1812 when they came back to reclaim their colonies. They always thought the colonies were theirs. Well, we showed the Redcoats a thing or two twice. Since then, we've had a tumultuous experience and a relationship. We sort of circled the wagons in the 1900s, the 20th century, due to wars, concocted wars and planned wars, and tried to cuddle together this Western world thing. It's fallen apart completely. It's been a disaster. The powers that be in Europe and the U.K., they also have an immigration problem. The United Kingdom just loves bringing in millions of immigrants from the third world. Now the queen is dead, and they're going to ramp up immigration over there, my prediction like never before. Now there's really going to be nothing in their way. So if you're in the U.K. tonight listening, which I know many of you are, clandestinely, by I may add, Many of you have told me you're not supposed to listen to this show, though we have not been officially banned in the UK. I predict that we will be very, very soon, and in other countries. They don't want you listening in to what the Americans have to say about your plight. We have our own set of problems, trust me. We're not getting away from those, but, you have, but you're on the forefront right now. You're on the front page, not us. We're going to talk about you. The U.K. is being invaded by the Middle East, by Africa. They're showing up in dinghy boats. There's a lot of nefarious groups paying for that, paying for their travel, their transport, their trips, giving them money, boats, debit cards, water, passports. Who's paying for all that? A lot of groups, a lot of do-gooder groups, nefarious groups that are aligned with other international governments that want to see the decay and the fall of the U.K. and America. And this is where we're tied together. They want to see us both fall so they can take over. 
The queen is dead. Long live the queen. Queen Elizabeth. I always liked her. I always felt that she did a good job for Great Britain. It was just a matter of time, though. You can't live forever. She lived to 96, I believe. That's a long age, and she saw it all. I will say, though, I think a lot of people kind of envy her, not because she was rich and famous, but because she's checking out at the perfect time. (laughs) She is checking out right before everything is just going to blow up all over the world in all kinds of ways, economic fallout, energy fallout, food production, water, actual kinetic hot war, possibly even nuclear war, if you listen to Moscow and China every week, who make daily threats to America and our Western allies, they say in World War II, our allies. Well, she picked a great time to check out. She had a great run, and she knew when to go. Give her a lot of credit for that. Well, let's get to our show stats. We'll talk more about the Queen and King of England. And let's also tell you that many of you heard that Prince Charles is going to be King Charles III of England. Now, I will tell the audience this in the in the UK. If you do not want King Charles III to be your king, I, Von Wehunt, will gladly be the new king of the United Kingdom. I will gladly transport myself to the UK, take my rightful place on the throne where I can broadcast live from Buckingham Palace. I will throw the best parties. My friends will concur with that. And I, I will reign over England as a benevolent dictator and king. More freedom and liberty for all, in my book. I would stop your immigration, stop your censorship, stop your draconian laws. There would be a chicken in every pot, and there would be good countenance upon the land. And we would even have bring back the old fox scents on horseback, if you want. So, people of England, I put it to you. If you want Von Wehunt to be in to be in the uh, throne chair, you let me know. I'll put it out there for what it's worth. Because I've already heard a lot of the UK people do not want Charles to be their king. You do have an alternative in the Von Wehunt show, and I and then my callers can be at Buckingham Palace. We will hold many press conferences. <laughs> Well, speaking of people and stats and all that good stuff, give you our latest stats for the show. About 9.5% of the show is our international audience. We know you're out there. So 90.51% is our domestic American audience. The top five countries are 2.38, of course, America, number one. Canada, you're number two. 2.38%. 2.38%. Thailand, we love you long time. I love Thailand. I got to go there sometime. You are at 2.07%. The UK, what happened to you guys? You're at 1.57%. But I believe with the Queen going, you'll be desperate for news and information. I fully expect Canada to be on the 
coattails of Canada for that number one international spot. And last but not least, at 0.72%, with the empire of Japan, they have they keep gaining every week. Japan, love it, love it. Well, we're going to have a good show for you tonight. We may have some people I've invited to call in. We'll see how everything goes there. And um, my God, I'm sure many of you were watching the news tonight, or I mean, the news of the Queen and the UK. Amazing. We'll talk about that. Well, just know this: that there's a lot of strange things that Biden said in his speech a few days back. So let me get this straight, America. In the last few years, we've had a pandemic, civil unrest, energy shortages, baby formula shortages, food shortages, water shortages, an economic collapse in some parts of the nation, or at least a recession starting to sink in, a vaccine that seems to do a lot of harm, wars with nuclear powers, hyperinflation, supply chain problems, worker shortages, and though everything governments seem to do, they always apparently make matters even worse. It's almost like they're doing it on purpose. What a strange set of completely unconnected, allegedly, bad things happening all at once to this nation and to our allies, and to the world. Unbelievable. And you've been hearing the carnage, the crime spree in the streets. The guy in Memphis, the black guy, came in with a gun and just live-streamed his murders, walked into an auto zone and blew away four people, injured three. His mugshot, he has some psychopathic smile on his face. Several things of the more crime, the white lady jogger, kidnapped by a black guy, murdered, body found. Carnage out there is amazing, America. How long are you going to put up with this? Hmm? How long are we going to put up with this? Don't even trust our courts to the minute they... um, Take in somebody. They have a catch and release program. America's fast becoming like that really um, cool movie a few years back. No country for white men. Can you feel it? No country for white men or white women for that matter. We're always a world of war. Never forget that.
Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Sounds of war all around us. You heard Biden's speech this past week. It's all about divide and conquer. Because Biden talked about mainstream Republicans versus those extreme MAGA Republicans, right? Biden hopes to split the Republican Party. It's pretty obvious to me. And demonize the latter as you are the intolerable people that should not belong in our so-called democracy, which is really a constitutional republic. Anyway, America does not have a democracy. You hear this word a lot in the media, the dumb media, the leftist media, our Lugenpresse. The founding fathers gave us a constitutional republic. The word democracy you will not find in the U.S. Constitution. Democracies throughout history fail. They didn't tell you that in high school, did they? They fail. Republics are far better. Like the Romans had a republic which lasted a thousand years. But democracies really is mob rule, a 51%, and then they penalize the other 49% and don't go their way. It's mob rule. And mob rule does not work. Now, people toss around and they interchange, they conflate democracy and republic like um, different colored M&Ms, you know. Uh, But you need to know that that when you hear the word democracy, it's normally spoken by a Democrat. If you hear someone say the word republic, it's normally spoken by a, quote-unquote, conservative or a Republican or right-wing person. So Democrats like mob rule. They like the word democracy because democracy, the way they define it, is it gives us the right to penalize, extort, and be violent against you in the minority. So they want a large tent. They want a cabal. They want a democracy. They don't want a republic. If you're a Democrat, you want democracy. But they'll say every vote counts, even if you vote ten times. Every vote counts. It's a democracy. See how it works? If you go against that, they'll say you're trying to suppress the vote. You're an evil white guy who lives in the suburbs. How dare you? suppress the vote of those poor minorities in America, with a K, America. Well, that's how it works. You need to be able to read between the lines on what these people are saying. I know what they're saying. They know I know what they're saying. But they also know that most of you don't know what they're saying. So whenever you hear that on the news or a talk show or those stupid news panels on CNN or even Sometimes Fox News, they bring in people. When they bring up the word democracy, it's really, um, I guess their focus groups have said that people like to hear that word because it makes them feel included in their government. But yeah, nothing can be further from the truth. We're not really included in our government lately, if you've noticed. They don't want anybody going to Washington, D.C., if you're not in the DNC or the Democrat Party or a minority. They don't want anybody going to D.C. who wears a red hat for Trump. They put up barbed wire all over D.C. They've got checkpoint Charlies now. They pull people over, I've heard, for the least little offense. And they have the power to lock you up and throw away the key. You have no rights in the District of Columbia. They have a Democrat mayor. Pelosi runs it from the House. 
Biden runs it from the White House. If you're just driving into D.C., I don't advise it. I don't recommend it. That's how they view democracy. Ironclad rule, one-party rule of the Democrat Party is how Democrats define democracy. In other words, if you vote with us, you're cool. If you don't, then you are aligned with the terrorists. If you don't vote Democrat, then you must be, by inference, a domestic terrorist, a white male, an evil white male in the suburbs of America. Yes, you are the evil ones that we're coming for. And don't think they're not. If you got a Democrat or a liberal or a DNC person in your neighborhood somewhere in America, I guarantee you that Pinhead's got a list of all the MAGA people in their neighborhood that they're just itching to turn over to some political commissar in the future. Give that list to them. I know where the MAGA people live. That house that house and that house. Go arrest them right now. Get them out of my Democrat neighborhood and do what you want with them. Well, that's how gulags start. That's how concentration camps start. That's how FEMA camps could be filled up very, very quickly. Democrats in the country have been told to start compiling lists of coworkers, neighbors, I'm not trying to make you scared or give you a chilling effect, but that's been, I picked up on that several years ago. They were asking them to to compile lists of people, lists of people on social media, lists of people on Facebook, lists of people in your neighborhood, at work, at church, anybody with a right-wing, center to right-wing political bent, write their name down, write their address and phone number down. Someday, the powers of being may go to those people and say, we know you live here. You never told anybody you were a flaming Democrat. Even that list, we want that now. So don't think these things can't happen here. Hopefully they never will. But it has to happen all over the world. The communists, the Marxists, the Bolsheviks live in America too. And they don't like this country, and they don't like this show, and they don't like you guys. They despise me. But that's okay, because I feel more intense about them. So that's the way it is. It's got to be keep your head on a swivel as you're walking around town. Watch out for these crazy psycho shooters. Don't get close to people who are not your buddy or your friend. The tapes I saw over the weekend are just crime out of control, out of the blue. Random people. What I tell you? Random people you don't even know. There is no provocation. In this Biden's America, you don't get it. There doesn't have to be an altercation. There doesn't have to be a debate or a conversation. There doesn't have to be anything going on. If they don't like the way you look, if you represent maybe a middle-class white European-style neighborhood or upper-middle-class or whatever, middle-middle, lower-middle, whatever, they don't like that, they, they will attack you. There's more leftist violence in this country than right-wing violence ever thought about being. The left are the ones 
who want to lash out. We saw it a few days ago in Las Vegas. The Democrat politician killed the investigative reporter. It was a left-wing Democrat. Now, the Democrats will bury that story, too. It does not fit their narrative. Uh, the neo-Nazi or the you know, white male in suburbia, I call them neo-communists. They're the alt-left. Let's change the language. The alt-left is bringing problems in America, not the alt-right. The neo-communists are out there in droves. They're on the march. What are you going to do about it, America? Well, you better be ready. You better be prepared. You better be thinking ahead, like I am, like my posse, my compadres, my comrades, if you will. We've been in the know for a long time. If you listen to this show, I guarantee you, you will be at the tip of the spear. We talk about things that are, un- that are very uncomfortable for mainstream news. They don't want to touch these subjects with a 10-foot pole. They don't want to get anywhere near it because it would scare away the advertisers, would scare away people. We will talk the truth on this show. We will tell you what's really going on. Well, we've got a big show for you. I can't wait to get to some really good calls tonight. I know many of you are chomping at the bit. We will get to you all, I guarantee it. Time to start our legendary show. Das Schicksal geht an deinen Händen. 
Sterne, Feuer und Tag gehen. Reich mir die Hand, unsere Welt voll Sternen. of uh, Blut Engel there, Reich Mordehand, that song, a little bit of German Gothic rock there. For all my friends in America and the UK, as Von Wien is your new king of the United Kingdom. I will rule with an iron fist, but I'll be very kind to my enemies. Well, not really kind to them. My, uh, I'm very sarcastic there. In other words, I'll be chased out by the, by the gun and by the fox. I will chase them to the shores, and I will force them to swim back to Africa and the Middle East. I say kind because I won't really shoot them right away. It's more fun to watch them swim with the sharks. That's how I would do it. As I watch them from the coast with my armies, we'll be laughing and drinking beer as the sharks devour them. Then I always say, you've got to have a heart, people. The sharks need to eat, too. Poor sharks out there starving to death. Well, we're going to get to the gladiator. He's got some good stuff here. But I first want to get to EMP in Louisiana. Let's get him on the line. EMP, thanks for calling the Von Wien Show. How's it going, man? Are you there? Oh, man. It's, I've, been, I've been doing fine. You know, you're right. They don't like the republic, the word republic, unless you have one other word in front of it. That's democratic, the Democratic Republic of the Congo or the Democratic Republic of <laughs> Germany. Whatever. Exactly. Yeah. They hate that word yeah. republic. Ooh, the Roman Republic lasted a thousand years. It works. They have a strong right. Caesar, and they have their Senate for the people. It's perfect. America right. is just a – democracy is a blob. Like that movie I saw over Labor Day weekend, The Blob. It just gets bigger and devours more of our tax money, you know? Of course it does, you know? And that's the thing. And that's, that's, that's the way they want it. That's the way they want it to happen. They want all, they want all the corruption. And, and, I mean, Biden fits them to a T because he's corrupt. And money, 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 yes. money, right? And it keeps the right. money flowing. Sure. Hunter gets the money. Dad gets uh you got to kick it up to dad like a mafia done. He has, there's the money flowing out of the Ukraine, our tax dollars, right? Yes, what what, what gets me EMP is not, not too far away from where you are there in Louisiana, that great state. Mississippi's got a big water shortage and in, in problems there as well as many other states. We have money for Ukraine. We have money for everything else, but we don't have $1 for the American towns and cities. Screw you. Our democracy well, says, we don't have money for you. It's all for our foreign interests. 
kickbacks. There's no money or not as much money giving it to Mr. and Mrs. America, is there? Sure. Yeah, and that's the thing. Think about think of, think about this. Uh, 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 think about this, Ron. What's the override? What's the overriding process with what's going on in Jackson, Mississippi, with this water crisis? Who's in charge of Jackson, Mississippi? Democrat. A black communist mayor. A black communist mayor. Oh, yeah. Spelled out for America. Yep, and it was the same way of yep. with Flint, Michigan. Remember what happened? Same thing. Same thing. Every time a Democratic uh, communist mayor or communist person and and gets in charge of anything, of anything, it's gonna be. And look what's gonna happen. Look what's gonna happen with uh, with uh, California. With oh, we're gonna force you to to get electric cars, and we're gonna. Uh, may, we're gonna make you install these electronic uh, computerized uh, thermostats on your air conditioning to that give us control of your air conditioning to make you, uh, you know, turn it off when we want you to turn it off, or make it warmer when we want it to be warmer. You know, and that's that's what right. you get when Democrats when you have a one party. The Communist Party ruling your state. That's right. And see, to a to a Democrat Marxist, that's what they mean, folks. See, we define things totally differently. When they talk about democracy, they mean that's code for one party Democrat Marxist rule. That is democracy to them. Democracy is not two or three or four parties. The Republicans, no. Libertarians, no. Other groups, no. That's not a. That to them is tyranny. If you're if you're a Democrat and Marxist, because you're losing control. They're all about control. Control the people. Control the water supply. Control your food. Control your children. Then we can indoctrinate them and do what we want. You know. I think we lost EMP. Either EMP call us back. I promise we'll get you back on the air, man. Time permitting, of course. Always time permitting. Well, um, we're going to get to the gladiator here in a moment. I guarantee it. America, you remind me of Rocky Balboa. I know you're going to have a big comeback in the ring. Sounds a little bit like Hey, this. this is your friend Rocky here. Huh? Hey, I wanted to tell you that I did see uh, the Barbarian the other day, Von Weon. It was kind of cool. We were out, you know, I was jogging out there, doing my thing, you know, jogging right by the club and the gym and everything else. I had my dog with me, you know. I had some of my trainer workers with me, you know. They were training, working out, sparring partners, all that stuff. And I saw Von just downtown, you know. We started to talk just for a few minutes, and then uh, we went on from there, you know. But it was good to see him, man. Good to see him around because, you know, he kind of stays hidden, you know. So when he's out and about, you know, it's kind of a it's kind of a sight to see. So I just want to say, hey, give you a shout-out on your show, man. You're doing a great job. It's great to hear you. Even my dog was barking at you the other day because he was all excited, too. So, hey, we're tuning in, all right? Thursdays, 8 p.m. to 10 p.m., Von Weehunt Show on the airwaves. Yeah, it's right on the Internet. That's awesome. Rocky Balboa, got to love that. It's the Rocky Gladiator here from his compound in North Phoenix. I know he's got some things to say about 
the credit card crunch in America. America, newsflash, you're in big debt and big trouble. Paul, you're on the air. How's it going, sir? Good, man, good. How's it going? Good, good, man. I wanted you to, let's hear those stats on the uh, credit card binge that America is on. But before you do, I will say I heard a lot of news that uh, the Americans had a spending spree since spring, record credit card debt, what I've heard, and uh, the Gladiator will give us the uh, some good specs tonight, some good numbers. But, folks, most people have come back from the hangover of summer, right? And after Labor Day, they said, oh, hell's going to break loose. It's fall in the markets. Gladiator, the floor is yours, sir. Well, yeah, I think uh, I think what basically we're looking at here is you're looking at the Biden economy, and because we are a borrowing economy, if people aren't making the money and goods and services are going up, gas is going up, right? People didn't spend a lot of money during the pandemic, so anybody that had credit, they got credit cards, and I'll give you those numbers. They're mm-hmm. absolutely crazy, and they're having to use I their credit. I got to hear this. Yeah, they're, they're having to use their credit to pay for food and gas and groceries and, you know, their utility bills. Um, so right now in America, these are all these are all lifetime credit card lifetime highs in, in the United States. And they just came out Tuesday, the day after Labor Day. So right now, a new all-time high. $28 billion in credit card debt in the United States of America. There are exactly 1,312 cards over 500 million cards. So there's 5,000,112 credit cards in the United States. Now, I want you to think about how many adults that are 18 and over that can actually have a credit card live in the United States and that each, each adult who can has an average of three credit cards and $28 billion in credit card debt and the debt from Memorial Day to Labor Day, the U.S. debt on these credit cards has gone up 13%. That's a dynamic. It's the biggest rise. It's it's not only the biggest rise in a three month period. It's the biggest rise in a twelve month period, and it only took three months to get there. That's an annualized rate of forty nine percent. Damn increase. Fifty percent increase. Yeah, fifty percent half. So. Now, if you take the $28 billion and you take the 13% out, it drops it down to $25 billion. Then do, a, then do a 50% on that, and you're getting to $37 to $38 billion in credit card debt pretty much by the end of the year in America. And we're already at an all-time high. It's right. Ridiculous. That's the Biden economy. It's crazy, man. I mean, people are living on their credit cards for staples, basic necessities. I told you guys, 
you know, if look, if you got a crappy job, some of you guys, you know, Savon, you know, I do get it. Because like like me and, and Paul talk, other guys, when I got out of college, you know what I had? I had a 1977 Monte Carlo. I had about a thousand bucks in cash, and a Visa card with an open limit of 1,500 bucks. Nobody came knocking on my door and gave me a million dollars. My last right. name isn't Trump. My last name isn't Biden, or Bush, or Clinton. Nobody gave me a foundation. Nobody gave me a million bucks. I said, hey. Vaughn, here's a million dollars. We like your smile, you know. I'd have some rich uncle that lived off the California coast who said, hey, kid, you're out of college. Look at look in your bank account today. You'll be glad you did. And you go up like some trust fund baby. He wires over $5 million as your graduation present. Well, that happens in America to some people. Never happened to me. And I tell people, you know, I just came up lean and mean, leaner and meaner. Be as leaner and meaner as you have to be. There were many times I was waiting on a paycheck, had a light bill to pay, girlfriend wanted a night out. You know what I mean. You uh, got to make the money. got to hustle. Get your hustle on, guys, and get a side hustle. You might even have to do some shady things once in a while. Wink, wink. Nod, nod. You never heard that from me, but uh, it's out there. So, um, hey, man, Paul, you came up the same the same way. We're street guys. Yeah, you, you know. know? You, you got, we you made it all on our own. And these millennials and Generation Z guys especially, they got to get their head out of their ass and start, you know, working. As, do whatever you got to do to make it, man. That's my best advice. Do whatever you think. If it means two jobs or three jobs, do it. You're only going to be young once with all that tons of energy. You might as well use it on something productive, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's my you know, two cents worth. No pun intended. Yeah, it's, it, it breaks it down to this, man. You got to pay your dues, number one. And you, you got to save a lot of money. So that when times are tough like this and opportunities come around, you got the cash to do it, you know, um, great opportunities, you know, you you can't time them out. Great opportunities don't come around when times are great and, you know, the right president's in. That's not when somebody knocks on your door and says, hey, I need help getting this uh, project off the ground. That only happens in these economies in the Joe Biden economies when nobody's got money, nobody's lending money, and they turn to the guy with the cash who saved it when times were good and say, hey, I want to do this deal. Do you want, do you want in? You know, do you want to take half right. of this thing? And, uh, that, you know, you got to pay your dues, and you got to save your cash, and you got to be ready to spring when the opportunity avails itself. And, uh, you know, that's it. I mean, I, I was lucky. That's exactly what just happened to me recently. And, you know, lucky that I was in that position to say, yeah, you know, let's do it. So, uh, you know, that's my awesome. advice to everybody. You know, work hard, save your money. I know. Get in a position to be able to pounce when the opportunity comes. Yes. You know? And I'm a lion, and we like to pounce a lot. 
My thing is, is uh, like you're saying, Paul, we talked about this before, is um, here's how I look at it. A wise old man, a rich man, once told me a great line, and it's true. He goes, kid, most people in this country are born poor. That's just, or they don't, in other words, or they're not given a dowry, you know, or a big inheritance. This is 99% of the people, 98% to be probably today. Here's the good news about that, okay? If you start at the bottom, and if you have the right attitude and a good work ethic, you can only go up. You can only go up. Think about it. If you're working, you're going to get a raise every year. You're going to make more money every year. Cause you, why? Because you're going to learn new skills. You're going to get promoted. You're going to buy a business, or you're going to get move up the chain of command, whatever, of a corporation or whatever. And if you're in the military, you get more rank. You get more more pay, more benefits, more responsibility too with that kind of with that territory, man. But you can only go up. So why are you despondent, America? Why are you so demoralized? And let these turkeys get you down. These people suck up there. I keep telling you that. Don't listen to them. Listen to me and the show and our callers. Make yourself whatever you want to be. And don't let anybody, and I mean anybody, tell you otherwise. If they do, get them out of your life. Tell them to F off. Tell them I'm a street guy. This is what I'm doing. Sink or swim. This is what I'm going to do. Because the, the, the great news is, before you get married and hitch and have kids, if you, if you make a mistake, you can start over real fast, and you only hurt yourself temporarily. And when you're young, you've got all the time on your side, man. That's when you want to try things new and try out new careers, interview, get better jobs, and you'll make more money over time. And the funny thing about life is the older you get, the more money they seem to throw at you because you have more experience. When you're young, yeah, it's lean, mean, nitty-gritty. But that's the way it's designed to be because everybody went through that. You think you're the only one? Everybody had it tough. And everyone's got a story, and, th- and that's why we have the Von Wien Show, because I want to hear those stories, man. And, Paul, you got a lot of them, I know. We could talk for hours about, about how you came up and stuff, and me as well and our callers. But uh, what's your uh, final words of wisdom tonight about the economy and what people should be doing to prepare? Yeah, man, like I said, you know, work hard, save your money, put it aside, don't let anybody step on you. Uh, you know, push everybody out of the way. While times are tough, that's not the time to party. That's the time to work your ass off. Then when times get good, then you can turn around and party a little bit, but you'll have the investments made now so that you can live off of them uh, when times are good. So, uh, yeah, put, put your nose to the grindstone. Get a second job. You know, do whatever it takes right now because you don't want to be borrowing money like these other people in the Biden economy and then being stuck paying the bill, you know, for the next 10, 15 years. Don't let that happen to you, you know. God, that 25, 30% interest, no doubt, man. That's yeah. crazy. They're gonna get people crushed, do it, don't man. they? Yep, they're, they're, that's right. They're, they're going to get crunched. They're going to get. They're crunched. not going to make it. They're not going to make no. it, Paul. They're not going to make it at all. They'll they'll be despondent. You know, they'll be besides themselves. They won't know what to do. 
And, you know, God forbid, you, you know, what's going to happen to these people. I mean, I hate to think about it, you know. I know, I know. Paul, thank you so much for the call, man. Appreciate it. Words of wisdom from the Gladiator folks. Thank you, Paul. You Appreciate it, man. Bye. Great call, great stuff there on credit cards. You know he's right. They're going to get demoralized. We talked about it on on my show, and then they take fentanyl, and then you die. That seems to be what people do. They get despondent, demoralized. They open up. They and you know. And I feel, guys, you know what? If you really want to, if you think it's the problem with the left is they call it the noble poor. If you're poor, you're noble. Where do you get this noble crap? No, you're just poor. You're living in the rain and the snow and the ice. And there's nothing noble about it. It's called being a dumbass. Back in my day, my dad called them hobos. They were called bums. Because they knew even back then in the 30s and 40s and 50s when my dad was coming up, and this country was raw and just knew how we had gangsters in the streets. My dad saw a machine gun fight there in uh, Texarkana with Pretty Boy Floyd with robbing a bank, machine guns ablazing out there in that part of the country. And that was how it went down. John Dillinger was everywhere, all kinds of gangsters. So my point is that back then there were always guys and gals that just didn't want to work. They didn't want to, you know, now you know, they didn't want to conform to society. They didn't want to do anything for anybody. And if you want to live like that, that's okay, but don't look for me for a handout. I look at you and go, you're a bum. That's the life that you chose. Um, you better buy your pup tent and your little backpack and start, hit the road, buddy. Hit the bricks, pal. Start walking and get the hell out of my town. Because I will push the problem on, on, on a Democrat town that proclaims they are a sanctuary city. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Get them out of here. There's plenty of Democrat cities that have already said, and they're on record, that we are a Democrat city. Then they have the gall to wonder why buses are, are going to their sanctuary city. Texas Governor Abbott is correct. Now, on one hand, you could say, I don't like him spreading these immigrants all over the country, blah, blah, blah. That's true. I've heard that. But my point is, don't expect them to stay in one place anyway or stay in Texas forever anyway. They have relatives all over the place. I told you on the show, half of Honduras is in America right now. Probably a third of El Salvador, a third or a fourth of Nicaragua. Definitely a third of Mexico is, is, is up here. So we're beginning to be, you know, Mexico City North in the Southwest. And don't forget, they spread out all over the place. The thing is, the Democrats get bad when the Republicans or the Republicrats call them out because we believe words mean things. If you declare, we are a sanctuary city. Okay, great. We heard that, and we go, note to self, the next 100,000 immigrants captured on the, on the Texas border with Mexico, send them to Chicago and New York, and they get the, the uh, immigrants. What are you guys doing? What are you doing to our beautiful liberal utopia? Well, you said you were a sanctuary city. We're just trying to adhere to your proclamation. You were the one that declared it, not us. So don't get mad when we're trying to help you. Well, what do you mean? Well, we're trying to help you become a sanctuary city. But, does, but, 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 but they'll stutter and stammer. That's not what we meant. Well, what did you mean? 
well, we're a sanctuary city, but we don't want you to send people up, up here. Well, you can't have it both ways. Typical Democrats, they want it both ways. Either you're a sanctuary city or you're not. Pick your poison. If you don't want to be one, then shut the F up. If you say you're one, don't get mad when buses arrive. That's what Biden and Obama do. They ship in people to the red states at 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning. Oh, yes, we know. Flights still arrive at Sky Harbor Airport. My spies are everywhere, and they send me tons of intel, and they're still arriving here. Biden is doing the same thing that Obama did, and Obama's still running the Biden presidency, too, by the way. This crap's still going on. Well, look, if you're a Generation Z, XYZ guy, or a millennial, it's your call on how you want to live your life. I say play your cards smart, work and make money and get ahead, put a roof over your head for you and your family or your girlfriend or your wife. Make sure that your dog's got a doghouse. You know, provide for yourself and your family and your friends. Don't live out there in a tent when it's raining and complain. Because people like me won't really care. I'll be smoking those big fat cigars, drinking my cocktail, and we'll be laughing at you. Just like that. The minute you walked in the joint, I could see you were a man of distinction, a real big spender. Good looking, so refined. I figured that you're the Muriel, the God-smoking kind. So let me get right to the point. You're right in style when you're in Muriel's company. Muriel Miles crowd. Pick one up and smoke it sometime. Yeah, smoke it sometime. They already do do all that in uh, Portland, Oregon. I call it Portland because Portland has gone down the drain and they've decriminalized drugs in Oregon and they have 10 cities popping up everywhere. It's so bad. People are selling their houses, trying to get the hell out of there. Now, here's what happens. Democrats, like biblical locusts, they just sit on a city or town. They take it over. They have maybe a few years of cool utopia and tolerance. Got to hate that word. We're going to tolerate crime. We're going to tolerate drugs. We're going to tolerate assaults. Wonderful. How wonderful. What a beautiful city. That, well, over time, they have riots, as you've seen in Portland and other cities, Seattle, Chicago, New York. And then the people who bought into that and who voted for all these morons for mayor and governor and dog catcher for the last 20, 30 years, they go, we don't want to live here anymore. It's really bad. But yet you voted for Democrats. You've been pulling the D card, the D lever for decades. And now you don't want to live there anymore because now reality finally caught up with you. Pup tents are popping up in the suburbs of Portland like crazy. Needles are everywhere, drugs are everywhere, and the people, the Democrats that voted for all this crowd now want to get out. The problem is when they move to a new 
place. They all are on social media, and they will commiserate and go, hey, let's go here. Let's go to Boise. Let's go to Montana, wherever. They'll show up overnight, be thousands of them like biblical locusts, and they never change their internal voting habits from pulling the D levers. So a beautiful area, probably an Aryan stronghold or a Bavarian beautiful area or a conservative area, whatever, whatever you want to call it, um, they take it over uh, like a disease, like a cancer, like monkeypox, and they just destroy it, utterly destroy it. And they wonder why everything goes to hell in the handbasket. Why? Why? And they move again. This is, and then it's like rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat, repeat again, repeat again. They never change the way they vote. They never change their political philosophy. They believe in big taxes, big government, drugs for everybody, and eventually it turns the state to crap. And when I first came to Arizona, this was a bright red state. It was like, God, it was like walking into a scene from the Rat Patrol, that 1960s show of the Africa Corps in the deserts of Arizona, the mountain stronghold. Now, over time, I've been here for over 20 years, it's turned purple. Just up in the north part of Arizona, it's blue. Flagstaff is blue. Tucson is blue. Too many immigrants. Come on, senor. Mucho gusto. You want to see my sister? I mean, literally, it's just a blue across the board. Uh, we live in Maricopa County, which is the stronghold, the red stronghold, but it's turning purple as well. Now, the core of Maricopa is blue. Phoenix has a Democrat mayor. Right now, we have two Democrat senators. So the, the state split, obviously. I think Maricopa County will turn purple. Blue in 10 years, for sure. It's going to be a blue state eventually. Because a lot of the Democrats that have moved here are going to vote D again. And over time, it waters down the state, waters down the laws. Now, right now, we have pretty much good control over what happens here in the state house. But, again, it's like erosion of the rocks and the sands over time. It's a slow erosion. Drip by drip, one degree a year. It changes ever so slightly. You don't even notice it. But I notice it. That's my job. But um, Arizona is a state that's a great place. And um, it's still a good place to live. Don't get me wrong. I, I enjoy the West. Um, also, I told you, I went to uh, the Oregon coast last summer, Northern California. Now, not Portland, but the coast of Oregon has got very sane people, very cool people, very level-headed. It's not anywhere near as populated as Portland, and that's why what's, what that middle part of the state, Portland, Salem, Eugene, they run the political show of Oregon. We have many Oregon listeners, and they know what I'm talking about. Northern California is nothing like L.A. or San Diego. It's more like Idaho, Montana. Or the Oregon coast, nice blend up there. Trump country, um, not as many homeless for sure. Um, more remote, redwoods, different temperament, different people, and not as many. You're not near the border where you have millions of minorities pouring over from Central America, Mexico. 
Now, they all go to L.A. mainly where they have relatives. Don't blame them. you got a place to sleep, right? But the border is wide open, and you really can't call America a country if we don't have a border. Only serious countries have borders, right? America is just a corporation at this point. I always tell you guys, live as well as you can, get ahead of the game before these shoes drop. Be prepared on all fronts because it's coming, I'm telling you. And under the direction of Von Wehunt, we will commence bombing tonight on the North Vietnamese uh, Communist forces. Our B-52s are airborne, uh, arriving at their destination targets. Communism be damned, we must prevail. And God bless America. Damn right. Let's get to, uh, I believe it's, we have, is it Kelly? Kakao Kelly? Are you there? Yeah. Hello. Kakao Kelly. Hello, Hi. Sunshine. How you doing? I get to talk good, to you good. twice in one week. We, 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 we had talked on, on Tuesday, our Bachelor's Guide to the Galaxy show. Never forget, folks, that's the first Tuesday of, of the month. It's a good show. We will talk about it's it's a lighter show, of course. It's designed that, that way to get ourselves a little bit off the off the war front. But um what are your thoughts tonight? What's going on? Well Did you enjoy the monologue yeah, in the college like, so far? <laughs> well, even though I wasn't born in the fifties, I feel like uh, I should be uh <clears throat> going to the bomb shelter, you know? Uh, bombs away. Yeah. <laughs> Duck and cover. No doubt. Well, you know, they I'm have school kids uh, practice. Uh, what? Duck and cover? During <laughs> yeah. that time frame? In the right. school? In their Duck classroom? and cover. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've never yeah. seen those videos. <laughs> Not, not when I was a kid, but we we saw the repeats of that. Pretty funny. The little turtle oh, dancing, uh-huh. duck and cover. <laughs> well, Too I funny. feel like I've been uh, kind of uh, oh persecuted here. Yes, we could use the word persecuted. Because um, after the election of well, whatever that election was, there was two congresswomen who came out. Uh, one was from Hawaii, and the other one, I believe, was from Michigan. And they both said that Republicans were terrorists to society, and they should all be wiped off out of off this earth. They both said yeah. that whites should be obliterated from the planet. It's like, so <clears throat> yeah. Now I don't, I don't feel that in Biden's speech he was. Uh, dividing the Republicans, it, he just declared war on anybody who is a Republican. That's right. So, or anybody who's a conservative. So really, I feel like, uh, you know, this is, a, you know, Salem witch trials or, you know, it's the Nazi uh, campaign all over again. Oh, yeah. Oh, do you know anybody who's a Nazi sympathizer? I mean, jeepers. <laughs> my Literally. mom had two, two uh, uncles, God two forbid. grand uncles, uh, mm-hmm. who were working the Cooley Dam, and they were doing the worst job. They were putting in the dynamite, 
And they got fired because they were native-born Germans. And during that time frame of, you know, oh, you must be a, a Nazi sympathizer because you're from Germany. Give me a break. Sure. <laughs> it's like, so now we have it yeah. all over again. It's here all over again. And I just, I can't believe it. It's just incredible that, what did people do? Forget their history or something? So it seems like we're just in this oh, loop. It. There's a, it's a well-known fact that if you're a millennial, if you're Generation Z, or whatever, you know, Z, Z plus Z, whatever the one is after that, you are clueless. And I don't mean that in a, in a bad way to you or your per- – we have a lot of Generation Z millennial listeners. What I'm saying is, is that you were duped. You were shortchanged. <laughs> you were not taught history. You were not taught reading comprehension skills, critical thinking skills, things that I was taught, things I got – I caught the tail end of it. Still a young guy, but I'm just saying I caught the tail end of the of the good teaching, and then about a decade later, they just if if people that were you know born after me were screwed again. I used to tell them you're going to have to get this on your own. They're not going to teach it to you. In other words, you've got to teach yourself. You've got to go. Uh, thank God for the internet. If you use the internet wisely, it'll make you a real smart person. You can basically go and read history, you can watch videos on history, World War Two, you know, you can mm-hmm. you can look at the last Koopa, you can look at all kinds of videos, documentaries of everything. And so that's if you're smart, use the internet for stuff like that. There's Wikipedia, there's a, you can Google anything you want, any question. Google now is your instant artificial intelligence encyclopedia pretty much. So I still check Google, mm-hmm. too, with multiple sources. They're not always accurate. But I'm just saying, you know, right. you're going to have to get it on on your own. You can't rely on this on this terrible Bolshevik school system to do anything for you. Not going to happen. Oh, no, you can't. And it's getting worse because now they don't even teach handwriting. It's like, <laughs> jeepers. How, how do they think that people are going to be able to, or children going through the school system, going to be able to communicate in the future. Well, apparently it's not by hand, you know, writing a letter and mailing it like we, you know, normally do. And it, you know, when I was growing up, but. <laughs> right. You, you know, sit down, you would get out stationary. You'd write a little, that was the email before, before, and, and you would write a letter, you know, and now it's all email. I mean, I still crank out letters for the holidays and whatnot, and I'll still write things on, on old-fashioned quill pen and paper, God forbid, 1776 style. You feel like you're uh, like you're John Adams or George Washington, <laughs> you know, getting right. a pen and a piece of paper. I'm going, wow, this is so revolutionary, pun intended there. Mm-hmm. I mean, wow, I mean. People go, I got your letter, man, a real handwritten letter. I'm going to frame it. I go, you should. It'll be worth something someday, well, kid. You need to hang on to that. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, because so, I don't know. Yeah. The next law is going to ban uh, writing, you know? It'll be illegal yeah. to well, uh, write anything down. <clears throat> right. They want the dumbest population possible. 
Kelly. They want the dumbest. They don't want these kids to know history. They don't want them to know real. I call a lot of this stuff that we talk about hidden history. There's a lot of history that never gets yeah. in the history books. Like it's in there, but it's like way back in a faraway chapter yeah. that, that they know only one-tenth of one percent. People like me will actually skim over and read if it's interesting. Uh, they want a high right. history. Uh, that's why the young kids at, on these college campuses, the, uh, they've been brainwashed. And they're like the little Chinese kids of the Cultural Revolution who, um, who committed millions of murders in China. And that's, this is what they want. They want the youth of America to be brainwashed and to get violent. And that's why you oh, hear yeah. Biden's speech. He declared war on America. That was that was designed for the people on the college campuses to know who your enemy is. The president's defining who the enemy is. Anybody again, right of center, whatever you want to call uh-huh. them, any persuasion, you know, the guy in the suburbs, anyone uh-huh. that, that, that votes Republican even once a year, they're the automatic enemy. They need to be killed. And Democrats are using this kind of language. They need to be rounded up and put in a FEMA camp, and then tortured and killed. I'm telling you, that's their yeah, bottom yeah. line. Mm-hmm. And I don't candy coat it. This is what the Democrats really want. They can't come out and say it. Remember, they do things incrementally. They work on the population. They work on attitudes. Mm-hmm. So right now, that they're, they're building the anti-Trump theme, right, the anti-Trump attitude, anti-MAGA, anti-Republican. And they're, and they're really saying, well, if you don't vote for us, then you're an urban terrorist. You're a domestic terrorist. And what happens to terrorism, where any kind of a terrorist gets killed, right? Well, you have to make that, right. that uh, inference there, because if you say that half the country is a domestic terrorist, that means somebody down the road is going to go, well, the only logical step now is to round them up and take away their guns. See? Now, luckily, our gun buying in America is nonstop, 24-7. And I tell people, arm up now while you still can. Get what you need now because it may not be tomorrow or next week or next month, but it's coming in our lifetime. I believe it is. I believe at some point something is going to happen. And, again, things happen naturally. And they're going to say, well, we're now 60% of the, of the electorate. We have 30, 40 million new immigrants that are going to vote Democrat. Now we're 70% of the electorate. When they get to 70%, it's going to be, in my view, it's going to be the murder spree is going to start. Because when, they, when they get to that high of a number, they're going to say, who's going to stop us now? Biden told you. Right. You're going to need F-15 nukes to beat me back. He told you that to your face yeah. and smiled, smiled at you, America. He really meant that. He says, there's people in, in, the, in the country that, that want to take, take me on. Well, and take us on. Well, you're going to need F-15s and Dukes, baby. <laughs> people heard that. Did I just hear the president? Well, that's what he said. That's what he meant, hey. and that's what he said. You can, you can, I'm paraphrasing here. But you get to drift. In other words, we're going to do what we're going to do. And I keep telling people, they're going to get you on the right to a point where they're going to try to get you to voluntarily give up your weapons. 
There's going to be more mass shootings, more MK Ultra robot assassins, in my view, and they're going to gin things up politically, gin it up, gin it up to where they're going to now say, well, if you have a gun, you're an automatic terrorist. So people that, that don't want to be viewed as a terrorist, they're going to say, well, the wife will say, well, we all know the snake talked to the woman in the Garden of Eden, right? The snake will talk to the woman again and say, well, if you want peace and tranquility, honey, you better give up your gun. We have kids to raise. Let's just act like, you know, we're going to be fine. Let's go with the flow. Look, people are going to say that. I know it's hard to believe. People will capitulate. They're not going to have the strength to go on because by then they're going to outlaw all these radio shows. You'll have no platform. So that's why some people get learned now. Get smart mm-hmm. now. When these things right. happen, you can see right through it. Mm-hmm. But, but they, have, they have done studies, Kelly. They did Harvard studies and Yale studies. And they said if there was really a government gun confiscation thing, how many Americans do you think would give up their guns? What percentage? Oh, well. Just your own opinion. They've been giving up guns uh, to this buyback program. I mean, jeepers. <laughs> right, but yeah, I mean, what's the percentage of Americans do you think would give up their guns if they came out and, and, and said, you've got one year to give up your guns, or we're going to hunt you down, basically, and arrest you? It's coming. I'm telling you, it's coming. I'm, I would say 55%. No. It's about ninety-five, ninety to 95%, more like 95% of the wow. American population. I know it's hard to believe. People will, mm. those same people will deny it to the bitter end until the day they go to the local post office and they'll have a big, they'll have, I'm telling you, they'll have pizza parties, they'll have Kool-Aid, they're going to have soda and beer, beer trucks. To make it all family friendly. You're gonna be on your dogs. They'll have balloons. Oh. Have, they'll just be taking guns in. Say you're now a great American. You've given up your gun. That'll be the new definition of a great American. You're a great American. Thank you for being part of the Biden Obama government, the new Bolshevik government. Blah blah blah. You're a great American. Here's your sticker. Like when you vote. It'll say, hi, America, I gave up my gun today. I'm proud. Thumbs up, right? You walk in the and office all beaming. And we didn't learn I'm our telling you, to begin with. That's how they're going to market it. It's all marketing, government marketing. They're going to give you a sticker. They're going to make, it's going to be the end thing to do. And if you don't have a sticker, and let's say the guy in the next cubicle uh, has knows you have a gun to say, hey, hey, Bob, where's your sticker? Are you a real American? Oh, uh, yeah, I didn't want to really give it up. Well, you better give it up. Or you're not going to get that promotion next month, or we're going to get your ass fired because we think you're now a terrorist in this company, and you're too dangerous for our office. See how it works? Oh, my God. You think I'm you think I'm I'm way ahead of the curve, baby. I'm way ahead of the curve. I've already war game I've already thought up how could the Democrats 
get 95% of Americans to give up their guns who are gun owners. I already gave it to you. They're going to market it. They're going to, it'll be a program. They're going to use the Hollywood movies. will come out with many anti-gun. They'll have anti-gun TV shows for about a two years prior to program America, program you. They're going to have all kinds of political rallies, more mass shootings by, who knows, mercenaries, kill people, random, to make it so unattractive to have a gun. Everybody, deep down, they know this in psychology, wants to get along and go along. Most people are like that. hate to say it. And they're going to say, I'll mull on lobby. They buy the T-shirt. You'll never get mine out of my cold, dead fingers or whatever, you know, like Charlton Heston. I'm going, no, they're going to give it up. hate to say it. I'm not, I'm not trying to be cynical, but I'm going, mm, given the right conditioning, given the right environment, given the right programming, enough time and money, they're going to give up their guns. They will deny it to the nth degree, but it will happen. I won't. I'm too much of a rebel. I won't either, but I tell people the 5% that are left will still have, gonna have millions the of guns. The There's a lot of people in the 5% of the nation that are gun owners. That's a whole, mm-hmm. that's a big mm-hmm. army. And that is where it's going to sit at some point in the future. And that's where the rubber meets the road. It's uh-huh. not going to happen overnight. But I'm telling you, there's people that are thinking up this stuff, plotting against you, thinking of all. And they are, one thing about Democrats, they love elaborate plans. They will sit there and they'll talk to their Democrat friends in Hollywood, their Democrat friends in New York, in the TV world, political world, mm-hmm. academia. They control all of it. They're all Democrats. They all vote the lever D. And really, D is for demonic because they want a demonic control over America. They want a communist control, and that's what they're going to do. So hang on those guns, baby. Buy some more. <laughs> I tell everyone, <laughs> get your gear now. And I'm, and, I, and I'm telling people this, so when it happens, they're going to remember in the back of their mind. I remember the Von Wien show talked about this. I remember that show. And I know exactly he's right again, that rat bastard. He called it again. I'm gonna be. I'm not trying to be. You know, I know it all. I don't know it all. I learn new things every day. But I'm just telling you, I know. I do know this. I do know how the government people think. I've war gained mm-hmm. their minds. I'm real good at war psychology and how they do. I've looked back at how did they get this done? How did they do this? How did they get? all this Bolshevism, liberalism into America, into our schools mm-hmm. or churches. There is a way to do it, and they did it. They're sly bastards. They're snakes in the grass. They've ruined, they destroyed the country. They destroyed the, the American family, taking God out of our nation. But they know they got to get, they don't need to get all the guns. They just have to get most of the guns. And then they fill their F-15s and, and nukes like Biden told you to your face is all they're going to need to tip the balance of power and have complete full-spectrum control 
over America, and then they've conquered this nation from within. That's the ultimate well, plan. Well, there's enough independent former military people out there with RPGs, so. <laughs> so we could well, I hope so. I just know a lot of them have been a lot of them have been bought and paid for, and they've been they've been compromised. To be blunt, mm-hmm. I think a lot of them have been compromised. In other words, I, I'm yeah. saying this that when at that point. I don't think we can trust our military to that at that level when we get there. I think a lot of them mm-hmm. are, are going to be bought and paid for, and no one's coming to save us, in other words. I think we're going to be on our right, own. Right, right. I really Well, I meant former military, right, you know, so. Right, retired. right. So. Oh, I get you. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah them you can count on because <laughs> they've seen it all already. I, I totally agree. Well, what are your final yeah. thoughts to America, Kelly? Tell us. What we should be aware of in your world. Love talking you to you. Ah, uh, you should be aware of your food situation. You should be planting your own garden. You should actually get the heck out of Dodge. And if you're in the Phoenix Valley, you should be gone. You need to go to the mountains. Um, and actually... I learned that the Mexico president has an agreement with the Chinese uh, president that if China was to, um, you know, uh, invade the United States, that uh, Mexico would get all the land back uh, that we acquired during, you know, the purchases. So that's right. That's That's their plan. And you that see Mexico already putting their people in place now, right? And what do we see coming over the border? Military-age men. I've told people for years that's a proxy army. They're, they're not bringing up their wives and children. It's all men between 18 and 35 mm-hmm. to 40. Military-age males. Okay. And that's well, an army. That's it's a, an army that, that's, not just from that's the, the Trojan horse coming into America. Every, Yeah, it is. It's really sad. Crazy. Kel Kelly, have a great Good night. Good talking world. to you. We'll talk some more. I agree with you totally on that Chinese-Mexico connection. You're right. Oh, you're welcome. Oh, and one last thought. I saw this on a um, uh, outside of a store. If you know how many guns you have, you don't have enough. Buy more. I like that, <laughs> and I totally agree. Thanks a lot. Have a great night. <laughs> Awesome call. That's a great slogan for a gun store and for all of us, actually. We're going to get to the Gunslinger next. He's been waiting for a while. I got a new theme song for the Gunslinger. It's High Chaparral in America. Are you ready? God, I love that that show, High Chaparral. Gunslinger, you're on deck from the great state of Texas. Yeah. How are you doing tonight, yeah. sir? 
Are your guns ready? Well, yeah, it looks like they're going to have to be ready. You know, I've, I've said for many, many, many years now, it's going to be a couple of time when you're going to have to be locked and loaded. And unfortunately and sadly, it looks like the time is pretty pretty close. It's pretty close. Um, I don't think that, you know, it's, it's surely to God, 95% of the people would not give up their guns. I mean, if that is if, if that is a true percentage, then we're screwed. Okay, as a as a nation, and as a human race. Okay, because uh, can you imagine that? I mean, do you think that you think the criminals have guns? I mean, I mean they have the gun, but do you think they go through lawful means of getting them? I mean, you could, right. you could take away every freaking gun in this in this country, and there would still be crime. Look at Canada up there just a few days ago. That nutcase went went crazy with a knife and stabbed ten people to death. Let's outlaw right. knives. Right. Let's well, this is what I'm talking about. Uh, this one talking about. Let me uh, break it down down for you. We have about 450 million guns. I heard it's up. It's it's probably a, about 500 million guns in in personal hands in America. Okay. We have about 85 million gun owners who, of course, own multiple guns to go up to about 500 million guns. Okay. So the point, what they've done on these studies is now they were more liberal than me. Okay. They said that 80% of the gun owners, again, given the right, it's not going to be like, hey, give us your guns. No one's going to do that. But, again, they do things over time. Uh Uh-oh. Gone, you still there? Hello. Anybody still hear me? Hello. Hello, Vaughn. The audio just dropped. Ah, you hear me? Oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I, you know, like I said, it's going to be it's going to be a situation. Okay, it's going to be a situation here that, you know. Okay, Gunslinger, are you still there? Can you hear me? Gunslinger, can you hear me? Gunslinger, are you there? Can you guys hear me? Let me know in the chat room. Somebody type in something. Hello, anybody there? Okay, we're still working on Okay, great, you guys can hear me now. 
Okay. We have electronic interference again with, with, with the show. Let's try to get a caller on here. Gunslinger, are you there? Yes. Gunslinger is not there. Okay. Irish Pirate, are you there? Can't get a hold of him either. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I am here. Yes, sir. I am here. (laughs) Yes, sir. I am here. I don't know about you. My suggestion is I don't think you can hear the other side talking. So that's unfortunate. I would love to be able to tell you some things. I certainly, if all America can hear me and nobody else can stop me, I know I'd say a few things right now. So I think I will. At least I'll attempt to. Uh, First of all, as I said on the Tuesday show, especially looking at the world as an American bachelor, which I am no longer and uh, really wasn't interested other than the fact that, you know, some bachelors prefer to be married. Every institution in America right now is letting you down. I don't care what it is. Even Walt Disney didn't know how to draw. Do you understand this? Do you understand that the people that are supposed to be telling you about weather reports have been gagged since 2015? Do you understand that when you look up at the sky that it's been so messed with that there is no natural weather flow of any kind anywhere in the entire world, let alone the United States? And you worry about maybe an election was stolen, maybe that every time something now goes through a courtroom, if they can actually push it through D.C. or the city of Austin, some blue place that you, you know, can't possibly get a jury of your peers, the whole thing is falling apart because of what people have allowed to occur. Don't know what else to tell you other than you have faith in what? Banks? You're going to work for a bunch of money, then put the savings in a bank that's going to give you 0.1%? against, what, 9.1% inflation, at least that's what they're telling you. That's pretty amazing, isn't it? You have faith in all these institutions, but they sure don't have faith in you. Matter of fact, they called you out. They say you're the problem. Your car is what creates all the stuff in the atmosphere when they're putting, you know, who knows what godly percentage, but let's just assume it's 80. I mean, they have the audacity to bug you? Seriously? Either that or, you know, let China do way more than you'll ever be able to do, even if you held bonfires in your backyard every night. Of course, it'd be like roasting marshmallows or Democrats or something. But it doesn't matter because you need to understand that they just let you down. They, the total value of the United States of America. Irish, can you hear me? It's holding. Yes, sir, I can hear you. Nice. Yes, sir, I nice. can hear you. Nice, okay. Okay. We've I didn't know keep if on, keep on talking there. We uh, fixed the glitch here. Well, we're on more electronic interference. Go, go, go forward with the uh, rant. <laughs> well, uh, the main thing is, uh, Von Weehunt, you and I have been talking a lot about how everybody's been letting us down. And uh, it's, it's really down to the point where we're going to have to get seriously independent. Even today, uh, I heard Mike Adams say, look, the only thing that's going to keep you alive in the future is you're going to have to grow your own food, period. You know, some way, some shape, some form. You don't have to do all of it, but you're going to have to grow some. And you're going to have to barter some. And you're going to have to help out other people some. And you're going to have to understand what law really is some. You know, you have some better education some. Because you can't count on anything that they taught you institutionally to work. I was making a few examples. Uh, in case right. you weren't listening, I did say, 
Uh, I just learned today that Walt Disney didn't know how to draw. Uh-huh. I mean, that alone right there just right. makes me stop and think. I mean, wow, how did that guy get so famous? <laughs> well, maybe you should see the first cartoons he ever put out. Maybe you'll understand where he was really at. It's more like Hollyweird has always been since. They were looking for him. Right. He wasn't looking for them. But anyway. Well, as you um, know, Iris, we've always had electronic harassment on, on the show. You were around when the um, at KFNX days when my show would come on, and halfway through we had sparks flying from the uh, from the uh, studio station. Uh, they said, oh, the, uh, the, the, the board was great all day. The, the studio board was calm until your show comes on, and I go, yep. They're trying to get me off the air. Bottom line, we and also have faced that here. That's with a live show. That's with a live right. show on before and after you. Right. I mean, that's right. Didn't happen and on they, the worked they worked perfectly. They worked perfectly. To be honest, that to be honest, that, that particular show wasn't very good. But I was always worried about that. You know, you'd have to pull an audience right. after having somebody like that setting you up, and then after you, you know, nothing seemed to go on which I found rather right. fascinating because uh, my degree is in radio, TV, and film. I absolutely adore running those kinds of boards. That's kind of like, you know, like, um, right. I was actually, uh, when, well, I used to help out Scott Kennedy when he owned uh, the company called Seabedge, and I literally had him buy a radio rack, and I converted all his analog data to digital for him, all his radio shows, uh, all the gotcha. pictures he had for branding, everything. And so it was like getting a degree in marine nutrition, which, by the way, you can't get in America, which is where I was going. They, they're just mm-hmm. not supporting you in this, in, on this planet. And every chance they get, they do some pretty amazing things to try and slow you down. Stop. It's all about right. image. It's all about getting people to think differently by default, right? They're not just telling you what to think today. They're trying to make sure that your sure. entire default system is messed up. And I'm right there. I'm in schools where I get to see this go on, and it's kind of crazy. Uh, the class that I had was so weird that uh, they brought in some lady who then starts literally having to re what, what do you want to literally train them how to behave. Since apparently the school never did. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a second grade class, so kindergarten first never got this for whatever reason. She just comes in and says, "What color are you?" Which basically the bluer colors were mellow, and the uh, more vivid colors like red and yellow represented out of control. And the kids, for whatever mm-hmm. reason, got it. And so I, I couldn't believe that they didn't teach that until second grade. I thought it was stupid, but the neat thing is it worked. I mean, for whatever it right. wasn't. And I'm thinking, wow, um, is this what it takes anymore? That, that what kids have seen, you know, ages two, three, four, that they're so not capable of understanding that they're emotions influence people, even though they've been jacking on their parents for years, you know, pre, you know pretend crocodile tears and whatnot. And yet they come to school and, and they have to be shown. It's like, well, this really works on each other too. 38 years forward and see what America is like. And they still have no idea how they can impact one another, how they can help one another, how they can be able to do services for one another, even if they don't understand each other. I mean, you would think they would just right. get down and get busy, get John Wayneish and, you know, learn something. And it's going to be scary because if nobody knows, well, for example, after the shots, if a whole bunch of people die and all of them were professionals, you know, because a lot of people were forced to take shots to keep a job, 
And so they reluctantly right. took a shot and found out that was way worse than they thought. Unless, of course, we just learned this week that some of the shots weren't made very well. And those are the ones where people actually said, wow, I didn't die. Um, anyway, <laughs> yeah, they figured that out, actually. Since bad batches didn't kill you. God. But, uh, yeah, these people took shots. And then they and, – and there are some local business people that I dealt with that ended up, you know, going to the hospital and ended up dying. And they at least marked it down as COVID. I mean, I'm not so sure what that means right. anymore. But, but yeah, clearly really. the whole system is in process. And the people who really know mm-hmm. about it, we've talked about that, are people who you know, run funeral homes and uh, have the insurance or even do the hiring for large firms that need to do a lot of hiring all over the world. They have the same problems everywhere, not just in the United States. I mean, people are dying everywhere. Right. And, and, and what is it, 100,000 of our military troops have been kicked out? You know, some of them reservists and whatnot, but 100,000 absolutely is because they right. take an experimental yep. shot. And so, where is something right. that you could depend on? Where I mean, you want to depend on a paycheck from the government? I think that's not going to work in the very new future. And in fact, it's getting to the point right. where, because there's some movies that actually discuss this, and I didn't know about them because I don't watch them. But uh, somebody comes in and complains about I don't know sushi in a restaurant, and by the time they get out to the street, the uh, unmanned car, the automatic car already won't take their fare. I mean, they literally have to walk home from there. And this is what it's like in China right. already. And you hear countries like Canada, you know, applauding this. <laughs> and you're going like, oh, I know, really? I know. I wish we could shut off. I wish we could shut off your automatic car, Mister Trudeau. I wish we could make your right, right, stuck <laughs> in, the, in the runway. But well, let me interject something like here. So, go ahead. Right, right. We have Catwoman Irish up in Canada, as you know. And for Catwoman, I know you're listening, uh, Trudeau said he's going to be in alliance with the climate police. Um, They're they're going to have a climate patrol uh, to arrest Canadians if you are using too much energy, because you mentioned Canada, and if you're going against the climate initiatives. It's going to happen in Canada. Because and now it's going to come here, so too, un- but Canada will be the test yes. case. Well, the thing is so unbelievable about this, Von Wehunt, you're thinking, oh, this has got to be the hottest summer ever. We discussed this on the program as well. Oh, no. It's not – it is hot, but it's not the hottest. Uh, in California, it's the fourth hottest right. ever. There were some 146-degree things right. in California true. back in the 1840s, for example. But the important right. thing is this. When those things went down, did we have such things as power outages or inability to obtain goods? And the answer is no. It did not slow down the, the business environment anywhere in the world, for that matter. Everybody did their business until just now. All of a sudden, all over the world, whether or not your particular city got really hot or not, Everybody's shutting down. Everybody's uh, having their electricity taken over like they did in Denver or in Spain. I mean, that's truly amazing. And they tried to do the same thing when I had a new air conditioner put in two years ago. They, they, I told them, do not put, do not put in a so-called smart thermostat. They go, oh, we'd never do a thing like that. And then I open the manual and it says, you know, it could be programmed even from outside the home. 
I go like, dudes, this is a smart thermostat. Of course, it's pretty dumb to me. Mm-hmm. So instead of giving me the latest and greatest, they tried to give me the worst one possible. But as you know, I'm not afraid of technology. So I learned this sucker. And matter of right. fact, I don't think anybody's going to take over that thing. So I feel at least a little better that my thermostat's hard to figure out how to run. And I'm pretty sure – and I right. wish I could get – I don't know when they put in my smart meter, but it was years later that I discovered I had one. I don't even know when they did it. They didn't notify me or anything. Or maybe it was before I ever came here. I don't know. I mean, I, I became aware of that later. And so I only know one well, person who's actually been able to tell people they don't want one God. and get away with it. They have smart and cities, smart thermostats. It's all designed to control you and micromanage your life. Bottom line. Interesting name. What for they that. want. Smart. Yeah. Um, I want something that rhymes yeah. with smart because that's what it does. It, it's a controlling device. <laughs> exactly. And everything else you've got. Irish, thank you so much, sir. Okay. Yeah. I appreciate it. You're right, time. man. It is. It's out of control. Always. You always get time on my show. You know that. I thank you, Irish. And uh, I, I want to thank Irish. More words per minute. With, yep. Hey, yes, I love that about you, man. Irish folks is our tech wizard. He does a lot of things for the show, and he's awesome. And we thank you, Irish. Always, man. Appreciate you, man. Anything I can do to help out, believe me, the the voice needs to be heard, and I know how to make it multiply. Love it, love it, Irish Barnes, folks. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much. Yeah, this uh, Irish and I were, you know, back in the KFNX days, and uh, I swear to God, at least. Once or twice a month, the uh, machine, the uh, studio board would go nuts. I am a threat to the globalists, to the elites, to the powers of be, to the DNC. In this country, I want to snow you. I have a very unique view of how things should be and how things used to be and how things are. And I will dissect it very quickly for you. One good thing about me is that I have a lot of horse sense, a lot of street smarts, a lot of history. I'm well-read, but I'm also a street guy. Got the best of all worlds. Now I will take on the Biden speech, and I'm going to paraphrase it to let you know what he really means and what he's really saying in his infamous speech this past week. It goes like this. Marxist Democrats do not respect the Constitution. They do not believe in the rule of law. They do not recognize the will of the people. They refuse to accept the results of a free election. The Bolsheviks in our government are the ones who embrace anger. They thrive on chaos. They live not in the light of great truth, but in the shadow of lies. They're very cloak and dagger, you've noticed, things like that. The militant leftists look at America and they see carnage and darkness and despair. I told you before, they want to demoralize you. They want to keep you down psychologically. They love psychological warfare. They spread fear and lies. Lies told for profit and power. The Democrat Party and the DNC are destroying American democracy, which they're always talking about, unlike the, the RNC and the Republicans. Extreme Democrats... The neo-democrat is the neo-communist and the neo-Marxist. They, the leftists, are the ones who embrace political violence, not the right. And it's the leftists. They are the mob. They want to be the mob of the democracy. 
They've already stormed our capital a thousand times over. Biden has arrived at a certain point in his presidency where he's completely turned his back and his commitment on the campaign trail to bring America together. So Biden's famous words were, today, on this January day, my whole soul is in this. Bringing America together, he once said. Uniting our people, uniting our nation. I ask every American to join me in this cause. Well, famous words said, and he didn't mean a word of it or a lick of it. You know it and I know it and the American people know it. And uh, this is the state of affairs. We're in very dangerous, uncharted territory. Now, don't let the media tell you that we're in, we're in dangerous territory because of Mar-a-Lago. And these stupid documents they keep talking. The, the documents, the documents. America loves legal documents. Yes, I'm very well aware many were stamped top secret. But again, they didn't give a rat's ass about Biden's, uh, his gaffes. His security breaches, 30,000 emails that were bleached by Hillary Clinton, the two laptops that had supposedly top-secret sensitive documents on them lost by Hunter Biden, other gaffes and security breaches from the Obama White House. All that's fine. All that's fine. It's only when Trump is up there that things matter. You notice that Democrats never gave a rat's ass about democracy or our republic because – it's about Trump. Oh, now they deeply care about our democracy, right? They deeply care. And they're quoting the U.S. Constitution. I just cringe. We are the same people that never cared about that. You are the same people that said the U.S. Constitution is a relic. It's a fossil. It needs to be updated to our modern high-tech digital world, right? They said that. But now when they're in power, oh, the, the Constitution is, it's the sacred, the sacred halls of Congress. The sac- everything is sacred. Remember, remember what I told you guys on January the 6th when they walked in there? They were escorted in, by the way, by Biden's police force, Capitol Police Force. The halls of the Capitol, the rotunda, the grounds, to them are like, mm, Hollowed ground. It's like Stonehenge. It's like a religious ritual. This is the seat of government. Government is their God, if you're a Democrat. Government is your religion. And anybody that tramples on it is demonic in their eyes and evil. And they should lock you up and throw away the key. That's exactly what they've done. You should be tortured. They've done that, allegedly. And the next step is to kill them. You think I'm kidding? I'm not kidding, America. There's a big push to uh, put those people in Gitmo and to have tribunals. They're never getting out of jail. They were not listening to my show. They should have been. I told them, do not go to the stop the steal thing in D.C. It's a trap. Don't go. But they went. And uh, unfortunately, their lives are ruined. I don't think they're ever going to get their freedom back. I really, really don't. By a miracle, if Trump gets in there, if he does not pardon all of them, um, then he deserves what he gets. You know, 
Uh, it's ridiculous that we're even talking about this. But we already have political prisoners in America. January the 6th, those people have not had a trial. Many of them have been, they have charges that they keep adding on. And uh, there's been no talk of them going to a court of law or in front of a jury and their peers. There's no Bill of Rights for them. There's no Constitution for them. And that's my point. You've got to understand that the Constitution, if you're a Democrat, if you're in power, is only for Democrats. They have a double standard. If you're a Republican or MAGA, you are the enemy to them. So keep that. Put that in your pipe and smoke in America. You know it's right. You know I'm right. It is what it is. Well, tonight, my God, what a great show. And, um, yeah, Catwoman, I'm reading your chats here. Climate police is coming up there. They'll be going house to house. They'll be checking things out. Unbelievable. Well, again, we had some electronic interference tonight. That's going to happen once in a while. And... um, it happens too often on the Von Wien show. They're trying to prevent our powerful message from reaching the country and the people. We know that. And you know that. And um, it's unbelievable. Well, we had a great show regardless. And when they do that, the show only gets more powerful, more rogue, more legendary, and far more powerful than they could ever ever talk about or ever even realize. We're so glad you're here tonight, America. We'll talk again next Thursday night, I guarantee it. And have a great night. God bless from the mountains of Arizona and my stronghold. We'll talk again soon. Good night.